you need to have balls, you know, to do this, or you, you need to, to feel very confident about it. And for me, it's not come so easily, but like, you know, once I play it to the crowd and I feel they love it, then okay, I got it. I will play it for the next half of the year. A conversation with Maggot Cocoon is coming up. But before we get started, I just want to do a really quick disclaimer. Um, this interview was recorded at Box 54, the cocktail bar right next door to Culture Box, uh, before uh, Maggot's uh, set in Black Box. Um, and it didn't quite go the way I planned. Um, mainly because, like, at some point, uh, a guy burst in with an empty wheelchair uh, interrupting the interview uh, and at another point my phone fucking rang during the interview uh, super unprofessional by me but luckily Maggot is super nice and um, and was very very understanding of like you know we're just it's just me and Oliver doing this thing because we love it and we're not like trained professionals or anything so luckily she understood and was really nice about it and could see the humor in it and I really I really appreciate her for for, for understanding that and I hope you will um, show some appreciation because all of this is actually in the interview today so yeah you'll get to see it and hear it in today's conversation we spoke about um, how she got started DJing and how she got started in uh, like producing music. We also spoke about uh, her um, philosophy behind producing music, how, uh, how her studio setup looks, we spoke about writer's block and uh, we also uh, spoke about like her workflow and all of that. Um, we spoke about uh, the struggles that it can be of uprooting yourself and moving to another city to live there as uh, as Maggit has moved from uh, Tel Aviv to Berlin and lived in Berlin for 10 years. Um, we spoke about, uh, what else did we speak about? We spoke about, um, yeah, how uh, you become, uh, how you go from being an upcoming uh, artist in Tel Aviv to actually like being being associated and affiliated with uh, Damien Lazarus and Crosstown Rebels. And then we got the funny story of how she managed to pull off a back-to-back -back with none other than Solomon himself. So this is the last show of 2019. And I just want to do a quick uh, shout out and thank you to everybody who's been listening in on this show. And I really appreciate the uh, positive and sometimes negative feedback we have gotten um, for this show. It has helped us grow. It has helped us uh, know what we need to work on. And it has helped us realize that we are on the right path with this kind of content. We will be back sometime in late January, early February, and hopefully we will be more consistent with our output uh, in the new year, uh, as this is kind of a frustration for both me and Oliver, that we haven't been able to like put out consistent content. Uh, we are implementing certain concepts uh, to help us uh, become more productive and more uh, consistent. Just know that we are working on this and hopefully one day we will succeed in being the most consistent show on iTunes, Spotify and, and all that. We are taking a small hiatus Christmas holiday 
but we are not taking a Christmas break over on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and our YouTube channel. We actually have uh, two, three videos, three videos, uh, Nimsound TV videos uh, coming up, hopefully, if they get cleared and get to see the light of day. So uh, stay up to date with what we are doing um, over on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Yeah, that's it. A conversation that is more or less perfect um, <laughs> with the always wonderful Maggot Cocoon is coming up. You're listening to Nim Sounds Behind the Beat. My name is Kasper Stoop, and this is the show that aspires to inspire electronic musicians to create music, to do better marketing, and gain an overall better understanding of how the music industry works. We talk to people who influence the scene and try to gain an insight into how they work and how they have succeeded. Hopefully, by the end of this show, you will have learned a few tricks of the trade that you can implement to help you gain success in your music career. This is Behind the Beat by Nim Sound. My name is Casper Stoop, and I bid you a very warm welcome. Well, we can we can start by now, and then the drinks yeah, will arrive, and, and then. Yeah, I would say that just the first thing I kind of want to know Tell is how you got into electronic music. Like, how do you? Because you're a singer. No, a no, I'm not a real singer. Not no. a real singer. No, I'm speaking. You're more speaking. Like on, Yeah, I would not call myself a singer, to be no. honest, no. Do you speak a lot on your, your own records? Uh, yeah, a lot. You do? In, in like the old track, I used to do this a lot. Okay. When I was like, experienced myself, you know. Yeah. But can you then take me back to like when it all started? Uh, like, how did you like, get into music? Okay. Like, Actually, so music is coming from my home. Yeah. Like... Uh, For my dad, I was educated from all kinds of music, like from rock to like whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was maybe 15, I started to collect like electronic music. Mm-hmm. And when I was like 19, I I was like, I realized I want to be a DJ. So quite like in my early days. And then I just started to do this. And I was like playing in some events in Israel, in the desert. And then by coincidence, totally by coincidence, I got gig in Dortmund with Ida Engberg like so many years ago from MySpace. And then it all started like with Berlin and like living there and like growing in Berlin as an artist. Yeah. After this one gig in Dortmund, I was like, okay, I'm gonna check out Berlin and I stay there. But actually with the music, oh, thank you. Well, here's your gin and tonic. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> so, like, it just started when I was really, really young, collecting music, and then realized, okay, it's what I want to do. I think I'm good in that. That mm. was, like, my first thought. Let's give it a try. And then I, I, just, I just felt it in me that I'm really good in that, so I should, like, experience this and... And then, I don't know, somehow I was moving to Berlin and the plan was like, just checking the city. Somehow I was staying there for 10 years. And yeah, everything just happened. <laughs> everything just happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's sometimes how life goes. Yeah, right? definitely. Um, can you tell me a little bit about like when you moved from Tel Aviv to Berlin? Because that's like 
that's like a huge step yeah, to it take. Was, it was like, a, how do you like, prepare I, I, for that? So I actually, I didn't really know I gonna do this. It was never, never, ever my plan. But the thing is, there was like back then, there were like so much artists, German artists, that I was like such a big fan. That I was like, I, I have to check Berlin and see what's up there because mm. they're coming so much good music from this city and I just really, really want to check the city. So what I did, I was there only for months, like checking out the clubs, go to Berkheim, go to Bar 25, <laughs> Watergate, everything I could do. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I think this is my place to stay because I was like, I was going out every night. I was hearing so much good artists every night and I got so much inspiration that I was like, and also back then in Israel, techno music was like, not so like today, you know, it was like back then it was much more about trance and techno had not so much space in, in Israel and Tel Aviv. So for me, I didn't have really many places to play or even many party to listen to like good artists that can give me inspiration. So what happened, I was like, okay, I have to stay in Berlin somehow. So what I did, I go back home, work uh, one or two months in every fucking job I could find, <laughs> get some money, go back to Berlin. And then I did a whole process. I got like an artist visa. So I was like legal there. Yeah. And that's make me being very, very creative because I was not allowed to work in anything else beside music, like beside gigs. So I had to be like really on that. And then in Berlin, everything started with like radio session I used to do. Like for four years, we used to do like the sweat load radio. I mean, it's like so old and it, it make me like doing some connection to good artists because I could invite like artists like once a week to play for us in the radio, which we were doing that in the restaurant. And then, you know, starting to play in the city and like getting into production step by step. Yeah, that's how it all started. That's how it all started. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, from when you picked up producing music, how long did it take from you, like, you know, beginning to, like, fiddle around and, like, like how did you start producing music? So, actually, how I started to produce music, I, I started with friends. I was, like, mm. doing collaborations with friends. I took some private lessons from, like, a DJ friend. And, um, you know, like, in the first place, I was just working with, like, lots of people and, like, you know, learning from this, learning from that. Like some people are going to school and learning like a, a, a proper production. Well, I never did it. I was like, it took me a bit more time. Mm. But, you know, now I think I'm doing that for like almost 15 years. And of course, I'm still learning, you know, I'm like with, with production, it's like you always can learn like new thing. And I'm still like doing lots of collaborations with friends. It's always like bring me inspiration to work with other people, see how they work, and pick up like my own way. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's basically how <laughs> it all started with the production. Just like working a lot with people, learning from them. That's it. That's it. All right. Well, I mean, <laughs> two seconds. 
there's just some rustling in the background right now, just for I the people uh, actually listening in here. Yeah, all right, I think we're there. So when you, um, like what kind of setup do you use? Has it changed over the years? Um, you, like are you primarily working no, in the box? Or? Actually, like the, the setup in my home was always like super simple. Like I use Ableton, two monitors, and I have the electron synthesizer, which I use mostly. But like I, I, as I said, I do lots of collaborations. So like checking other studios, working on other gears of friends is always like good to experience like new gears. But for me, it was always like the perfect setup just to like get an idea and like doing even like the whole track, you don't need too much. I mean, mm. of course there is like so much great artists that have like sickest studio ever and I mean it's great but for me personally I don't need much like you know I can do like out of simple setup like a whole track yeah. and of course using also my own voice as like another gear you know it's yeah, also really cool that's like a whole nother but as I said I'm not a big singer <laughs> I can just do like some books for myself yeah I mean um, so when you open up a project and you start out how do you, because I can like, when I open up like a blank project, I can sometimes feel it's a bit like scary because it's there's just this empty. Yeah, uh, the me. thing is like... How do you start a track? How I start a track, it's always coming from an idea. Like, yeah. you know, I you have like an idea and you're like... Like chords? In like the, chords or, or like... Oh. Um, doing like a bootleg, unlegal stuff, stealing some vocals from other bands, <laughs> yeah. you know, like rock, yeah. mainly. And um, mainly, um, I know there is many people that they go in the studio, they have an idea, they see it clear and they do it. For me, it's not, I wish it will be like that, but it's more like of a hard work, being like for hours, working on loops, and then like some accident happened this is how i like to call it it's yeah. like accident and then it just happened you know like it just it, happens. you just like okay there you go now i'm in the groove this is happening i'll work here together let's do this <laughs> you know so how long does it take for you to like produce a track um it's depend. it depends there, there is like some tracks uh i could do like the whole idea in like one session yeah. and i have some tracks I've been working like for half in a year, <laughs> like, you know, nothing really moved, but I never give up. I'm like, yeah. okay, I will, I continue this in another day. Maybe then I will have the perfect idea. So it's, it's like, you never know, like me yeah. personally, I never know. I don't have like a proper plan. I'm just working and yeah, when it happens, it's like magic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It don't, is. don't you agree? <laughs> yeah, I would agree. But I also would agree that, like, at, at least that's how I feel, that, that I sometimes use too much time on one track. Yeah. Like, I use too much, like, that's like the a like, year like or what like I that. said. Like what I said, I have some tracks, like, even now I'm working, like, for half a year and, and I, I don't find a way to finish it or I don't find the way for the third break, like how, you know, to, to finish it on the perfect way. So it's very difficult. And Do you what, what really helps, what yeah. really, really, really help is like 
sometimes like you finish a track and then you're like is it good is it not good fuck me i hear it for fucking like three months in a <laughs> row and then what's really good is just taking like a good friend a good dj friend that like listen to it or or even you give it to him to play it and just you know someone you really trust in his opinion and for me um it's much better than my opinion most yeah. of the time uh most of the time i will like finish tracks and i would not have the courage to even play it but then i i will send it to my friends and i see my friends playing that and then i will like okay it's actually work <laughs> it works <laughs> i should try it also <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, um, uh, I have, the, like, you know, Jenny Atresol is, like, a really, really good friend of mine. Yeah. And he, this guy is always playing his own track. And I admire him for that. Because you need to have, you need to have balls, you know, to do this. Or you, nice. you need to, to feel very confident about it. And uh, for me, it's not come so easily. But, like, you know, once I play it to the crowd and I feel they love it, then, okay, I got it. I will play it for the next half of the year. But when it's my track. When it's your track. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I kind of get into, like, two things when, like, I've never played one of my own tracks out, actually. Uh, I either don't have the balls to do it. You I'm, should. Either, I'm scared about it. Just send it to some <laughs> friends. I tell I, you. Like, I, I swear, Oliver <laughs> is the only one who's actually, like, pushed me to, like, play a track out. And the other thing is that when I'm done with a track, I'm like so sick of listening to it. I'm like, yeah, fuck this. Yeah, I'm it's done true. with it. But you know, then when you play your own tracks, um, this is the moment when the crowd is like, they want to cry. You know, they yeah. like, they get so excited <laughs> from listening to you playing your own track. You know, no, it's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got, yeah, I gotta be better at uh, like uh, playing my own tracks. I think. Yeah, it's 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 a process. I tell you this, like, I I was releasing like lots of music in the years, and even like when I released my album in 2015, I was like, I was I was saying like this and this and that track are the highlights of the whole album, and then of course I was completely wrong. Um, for example, Solomon was like playing one of the other track I wasn't thought like would be even yeah. so big. He was playing it in Tomorrowland and everywhere on that year. So I was like, wow, damn, I'm so surprised. Like, you know, from the decision of people, like what, yeah. what I thought compared to what other people feel and play, you know, and that's, yeah. that's always not, it's just a matter of taste in the end, you know? How how did you feel the first time you saw like one of your tracks being played, like for example by Solomon at Tomorrowland? Like how does? Like, I was like I couldn't believe. Like did you see it on a video? Or something a, like a that? friend was sending me a video and he was like a minute forty seven check. I was like a minute forty seven okay. Da, 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 da. I was like what? Don't believe Mind this. Mind blown. <laughs> I was like yeah, go. <laughs> but but you, is that is that the reason why you also got to play? You got to play with. Solomon, have you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on. I'm on his. I'm on his agency. We're yeah. good friends. No, I don't know if that's maybe. Well, maybe he noticed me first time when it was like, oh, I know this girl. Like, cool track. Play it. No, but actually, first time when we were like playing together, we didn't really know each other mm. personally, 
And it was uh, some years ago in Tel Aviv. I was still living in Berlin on that time, but I was in Tel Aviv in vacation. And a friend of mine asked me to play in a restaurant. And like normally I'm not going and playing in a restaurant, but I said, well, look, I'm in the city, you know, why not? I come to play for some hours. And then I'm there, I'm playing, la, 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 enjoying my time. Suddenly, like, Solomon and all the entourage coming into rest, to the restaurant. It's like, oh, cool. The whole year, <laughs> nice. I should play, like, you know, my, my hits right now. <laughs> and, and then he was just, like, coming to me. He's like, hey, how are you? I know your music, great music. I was like, wow, thanks, man. I saw you playing my music. And then I was like, so... Do you want us to play back to back? And I was like, we are in a restaurant, and the next day he, sh- he should play like on the biggest drive of Israel. I was like, are you for real? I was like, yeah. I was like, of course. Please make my night. You know? <laughs> and then uh, yeah, then we end up playing I don't know seven hours or something in a restaurant, which was like they just moved all the table everything. It was like a whole mess. It was like such a great night. That sounds and, like yeah, a crazy it night. It was a crazy night. And like nobody wanted, nobody of my friends wanted to join me to this restaurant, you know, that night. I was like, I was looking for someone to just come with me. And then in the morning when I left the restaurant, I would just send him the whole message. Well, I guess you missed like a really, really good <laughs> night, guys. You know? <laughs> it's really cool. It's like... Yeah, Damn, it should have been there. <laughs> yeah. Son of a... Really so, cool. So it's... Because like, one of the questions I have is, like, how do you move from being, you know, an upcoming in Tel Aviv, moving to Berlin, and then getting to, like, be associated with, like, Damien Lazarus's Crosstown Rebels and, like, Solomon's Dynamic? And, like, how do you well, make that move as I, an upcoming I don't group? know, so, like, how I make that move, like people always ask me. Yeah. But I guess it's just really like, just um, to all of these people, it's, it's not like magic. Of course, I was just sending them music, you know, yeah. like all the years. Sometimes they didn't answer for years, you know. Yeah. But I keep on sending and yeah, then in one point, if the music is good, then the people will like, they will want to know you. They will want to hear you playing. And then, of course, if you do a good job, then, you know, that's the next step. Like, you, you play with them, you, like, you work with them, you travel with them. And, and, yeah, I feel really, really lucky for having the support from Damian Lazarus. And, of course, Solomon is like, wow, I'm, I'm so lucky and really, really appreciate that, you know? Yeah. It's great. Yeah. So understandably, yeah. I mean, that, those are some uh, some quite. It's cool. Uh, it's cool. Yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. um, you definitely have your own style on your music. Thank you. Which is also uh, why I think that eventually that you got to be associated with Damien Lazarus and, and Solomon and everything, like has. These yeah. two guys specifically are really yeah. good in scouting people. Like, oh, you got a lot of mentoring from them? Ooh. No, I mean they're just really good. Like, um, from from what I can see, like, they both really good in scouting like the right upcoming DJ and oh, bring yeah. them to like a better you know position in their career. They're yeah. really really. They have the sense for it, so... Yeah, that's like a talent yeah. in and of itself. Yeah, to they actually have it, scout. for sure. Yeah. They yeah. can see, like, to the future. But your own style, 
have you have you actually like developed that on purpose, or is it just something that has happened? Like yeah, well, I must say my style, my style. Of course, it's changed with the years. When I started with the music, I was like much more like hardcore techno, you know, and then. Then I moved to like minimal, and then I moved to deep house, and then I moved to house, and then suddenly like I end up like for now I'm playing like techno and house, like melodic house and techno, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's it's like developing, but it's always like it's staying in the same genre, you know what I mean? Yeah. But of course, even if it's like in the same genre, you like, you always change yourself a bit. But I always feel like I had like my own uh, way and my own style of what I loved. Yeah, of course. And yeah, with the years, you just like, you, you are like, as I said, also when I was young, that I was educated for so many kinds of music, it really helps to open your mind and like, you know, just feel the music. Yeah. No matter like what genre, if it's like, no. Progressive, oh, okay, it's progressive, so I don't play it. No, not like <laughs> this, you know, you like first you give, yeah. you give a listen and then, yeah. But yeah. it's, uh, at the moment, I would say melodic house and techno, it's like, what I really, really like. Yeah, I mean, and, and I've been listening a lot to your music and Dave preparing for this conversation, and it's not like, you, you describe it as sort of melodic techno and melodic house-ish. And, but it's not like, you know, the whole tale of us kind of thing. No, 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 It's no, very, not it's not the classic kind of thing. You sort of have, to have this atmospheric vibe to it. I'm, I'm, I really, really like it, actually. Thank you. Um, I'm happy to hear. Yeah. Uh, I actually have a question here in regards to, um, in regards to writer's block. To what? Writer's block. Writer's like block. when you sit there in front of, like, the computer and nothing happens or like you simply can't like figure out like how do you break this i just will like when it happened and as i said it just happened lately <laughs> i will like what i do i will try and then if it's not working i will just like close the project open a new project try to back to it like um in the next day with like a clear mind and then if it doesn't work I do it again and again and again, and then in the end, eventually something happened. Because like I never give up. It's mm. not in my, you know, like, I mean, I never give up when I feel that it's good, mm. you know. But it, I feel that it's good, but I don't find the right way, and I don't find the right baseline, or I don't find the right whatever. I would not give up, and I would give it another and another try and. Yeah. From my experience, um, even I had track that was standing for like a whole year. Mm. And I almost will forget about them. And then I back to it and I'll be like, okay, actually it's really, really good. Now I can finish it. Or even sometimes what's also really good, just like put it on the side, you know, yeah. for months or something. And then you back to it when you didn't hear it for like a while with like new energy and like your mind is like clean and you don't have the pressure on yourself to, oh, I have to finish it now because I think pressure is not good. No, that's true, yeah. Yeah, so. 
Yeah, I, if you I'm, don't have a deadline, <laughs> then it's all good. <laughs> I, I kind of feel that um, like uh, when, when I get writer's block, I get like super, like super frustrated and annoyed. Yeah, and I just of like course. I just power through. I do like a twelve-hour session or something like that with me just trying to work on the same baseline and trying to get an idea, yeah, and then eventually at the twelfth yeah. hour, it happens. It happens. That's good. And I'm pissed throughout the 12 hours that it doesn't <laughs> stick and then at the 12th hour all right there it is and then i shut off the maybe project maybe i should I'm, try this as well i mean it, it works maybe it's I should probably try not this as like well. it's probably i not don't have worst. enough patience for like <laughs> i will be just too pissed you know in one moment <laughs> oh i'm pissed throughout those 12 hours but yeah so when do you know that your tracks are finished do you, do you have any ah oh, that's super unprofessional by me <laughs> My phone is ringing. This is this yeah. is quite the interview Hello, with like. <laughs> no, no problem. I'm sorry. All good. Um, no, but do you have any like uh, habits that you follow? Any routines that you know that when these criterias have have like a, like a checklist or something like that, like boom, now just the track is finished. Just feeling it. Just feeling it. Just feeling it. You know that it's yeah. like perfect. That it's okay. full. That it's work. And then, as I said, like the best check will be just like give it to some of your close friends and just like listen, you know, to what other people saying. Yeah. I mean, of course, always listen to yourself, you know, the best, but, you know, just get a bit of uh, uh, advice. Yeah. It's always good for me personally. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're almost running out of time. You have to go uh, playing go to play and um, but I just uh, it's kind of a tradition here on the show to ask three quick questions to the uh, to the uh, to the interviewee and um, you're gonna have to try to answer them uh, like as quick. quick as you can Got yeah it. yeah hopefully I get the question quick <laughs> yeah <Let's do> this. <laughs> all right so what is your favorite piece of gear or plug-in at the moment um Electron Analog 4, as Electron I mentioned it before. Yeah. Like you can just find everything out there. All right. That's duly noted. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> All right. Uh, what did you wish you knew back when you first got started in the music industry? Oh, wow. That's a hard question. <laughs> yeah, it's what, a hard one. What I wish <laughs> I would know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, this is always like a tough one for people to. Uh, I wish, I wish I would know that the end will be like not the end. That I wish I would know that it's gonna be so good in the middle of my career because mm. sometimes you're frustrated and sad and la la. So if I would know that everything will be good <laughs> in a few years, maybe I will be much more happy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I kind of like that advice, like being persistent and believing that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most of the time I was, but you know, like uh, every person, you like, it happened. I, I think you it's break. only natural to have doubts yeah, and, and exactly. like, feel that. Yeah, totally. Um, and the final one is kind of in the same area. Um, what is the best piece of advice you have ever been given? And this doesn't have to be music related. Um, just like 
have courage and being kind. That's like a good advice I got. And it's not always easy, mm-hmm. but you know, it's really, really good. I, I believe in being like a good person in this world. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> having a courage, like, doesn't have a fear. Like, actually, I got this last weekend. I got this in Bogota from someone. Uh, it says, Audes. And Audes. Audes in Spanish, it means fearless. Fearless. And like, you got that last, uh, last week? I got week. it last weekend from like a fan. It was really sweet. I think that's, really like the meaning of it. I think cool. that's, uh, that's very good. Be fearless, yeah. have courage and be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Just like simple. <laughs> um, can you uh, let people know where they can uh, hook up with you online? Like where can they find you? Ah, they can find me everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> They can find me Instagram, SoundCloud, uh, Facebook, Resident Advisor. Twitter? Twitter, of course. Yeah. Everywhere, basically. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm, I mean, we're of course going to link to everything. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, I think that's it. Cool. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. Thank I had you. a lovely conversation with you. That was a really fun, more or less perfect conversation with Maggot Cocoon. I really enjoyed it, uh, despite all the mishaps. Um, I uh, I truly admire uh, Maggot for being for her uh, for her work ethic. Uh, she seems like the person that when she puts her mind to something, she does it, and uh, that's kind of admirable, I think. And another thing I really find admirable is her personality. She's super fun being around, very outgoing and very talkative. Um, so if you ever get the chance to go say hi to Maggot, go say hi. She'll probably be nice to you. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that's it for 2019. Wow, that went fast. Um, I just want to once again thank you for listening in. It is truly appreciated. Um, and uh, once again, I just want to plug you to like to go subscribe on YouTube, uh, iTunes, Spotify, and whichever platform you're listening to this on, on and go like us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and all that. Um, yeah, that's it. My name is Casper, and don't forget to keep at it and stay passionate, and have a uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and. Uh, and wonderful new year. Thank you for listening in. I will see you when I see you. Bye.